Welcome once again to another fantastic episode of the Business Creators Radio Show. We help business creators like you win at the game of business and marketing so you can thrive from your intersection of your brilliance and your passion and make a difference for your community, market, and audience. Please take a moment and visit our website at www.businesscreatorsradioshow.com. You will find hundreds of of episodes covering a breadth and depth of topics relevant to you as a business creator and links to subscribe via your favorite network so you get fresh episodes delivered straight to you. And now let's get started with today's episode. My name is Adam Homey. I am your host and I am honored by your wise decision to tune in and invest in yourself today. We are going to get into a topic that, man, I tell you, and actually I know people that are guilty of this and to me, are just missing the point. Believe me, I've tried. If you've ever seen somebody go on a live stream, like a Facebook Live or a LinkedIn Live or a YouTube Live, and it seems like they just turned the camera on and started talking. I mean, you can really tell that they're just rambling. The candid fact is that some of those folks, it's actually very strategic and it actually is all mapped out. But sadly, the more likely scenarios, that's exactly what's happening. In fact, I know folks who I've tried to speak with about how you structure your marketing videos and structure your live streams. And they say, well, I do my best work when I just turn on the camera and start talking. Well, those are the ones that also complain about their sales. I've noticed a very strong correlation there. So what we'd like to do today, and I'm very excited because I've wanted to feature this topic for a while. I want everybody listening to make sure you have a pad of paper and two pens so you can capture any aha moments because I think you're going to get a few of them as we discuss the best ways to incorporate videos in your marketing for the best return on investment. And to guide us down that path today, we have a gentleman who I wanted to have on Business Creators Radio for a while, and I'm so happy we were able to book him. His name is Charles Alexander. His website is yourcharlesalexander.com. Very exciting, I know. So let me just tell you a little little bit about the man, and then we're going to bring him in here. Charles Alexander is a devoted family man, as well as an animated expert content creator, who helps busy professionals stand out in a crowded marketplace. He creates explainer animated videos for financial advisors, insurance agents, and busy professionals in an advisory role. His technical and artistic expertise bring his clients new leads and close deals. Charles is also the director at TSBDC, where he provides one-on-one business coaching to help entrepreneurs grow their businesses. So, Charles Alexander, come on in. The weather's fine. Adam, my homie, I hope it is. You're out there <laughs> in the uh, West Coast where it's nice and warm. Yeah, we're here in Las Vegas. And, uh, you know, except for a little bit of time around January, February, where you usually have to wear a, at least a spring jacket or a fall jacket, it's not bad. I mean, during the summertime, uh, you got to be careful about standing outside for too long, lest Dude. your brain starts to boil. But you, we, you get, we have yeah, swimming. You guys keep talking about it's a dry heat. Man, it's hot. Oh, it's dry heat. Dry heat doesn't mean it's cool. Uh, no, in fact, with right. dry heat, you got to be careful because you can begin to feel impacts on your brain and you can have <laughs> you can have heat exhaustion it's happened to me a number of times uh, Man, especially if you're out there on that las vegas strip where everything looks like it's 20 feet away and you're walking two hours and you're still not there well i and the thing about the las vegas strip since we're talking about bringing the heat is 
the temperature on the strip is on average about 10 degrees higher any time of year, 10 to 15 degrees higher at any time of year than it is out in the suburbs. Because all those hot the, streaks everybody's on in the, in all, the casinos. All the hot streaks in the casinos, uh, yeah. the, the cluster of people on the sidewalks, and all that lighting that's going 24-7. Glad we got that covered. All right, and we certainly do. And we're going to be covering a little bit about um, incorporating videos and marketing and getting return on investment. And Charles, I know, you know we had a raucous time in the green room here a few minutes ago before we went live. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, you guys are going to like Charles, let me just tell you. And what we like to do here at Business Creators Radio is uh, take a quick step back before we dive in. At this point, um, we have our listeners, they're probably leaning in a little bit. They've got separate browser tabs open. They've gone to yourcharlesalexander.com, and they're looking up this Charles Alexander guy, spelled exactly like you'd think it would be. Yeah. And what we want to do is we want to discover more about the man. So tell us a little bit about your journey and what's brought you to where you are today, serving business creators from your intersection of your brilliance and your passion and making a difference for your community market and audience. Man, all right. So it's, uh, it's pretty simple as this. For the past, oh, over a decade or so, I've been, uh, what you just said, a director of a small business development center. And first and foremost, I would encourage any of your listeners, if they're entrepreneurial whatsoever, take advantage of uh, this resource. In most cases, it's a, a low cost or free training you can receive in a one-on-one -on -one fashion from a local uh, university or college. And I happen to work at one here in uh, the North Nashville area, but I get an opportunity to sit down one-on-one -on -one with entrepreneurs of all walks of life in our local community to help them figure out how to start, grow, and uh, sustain businesses. What I learned over a period of time from doing that, and that as well as growing up in a uh, family-owned business, is that uh, marketing is key, and a lot of folks are missing the boat there. And at this point, more than ever, uh, you know, the, the need for the ability to stand out and clearly explain what you do is paramount. So a few years ago, I thought, man, I, I really need to practice what I preach. What about if I start my own business? I'll even start it over here on the side. And I got into some creative writing and ad copy and things I had been doing uh, for myself for quite some time. And I started off with a CPA. I made him a pitch. I said I would create four blog posts per month at X number of dollars. And then I wanted to anchor price it. That way it would look really good. So I, I gave him a good quote for that, but then I gave him a high quote to create video. Well, lo and behold, he picked the video. Yeah. And the only videos I had made at that point, man, were for my kids' uh, first or third, you know, three-year-old birthdays. Uh, you know, so that, that, that's not the same animal. But either way, I, I started that journey quickly and learned out very very fast that even the bad videos I were creating were, you know, killing the good copy I was writing. So over a period of time that formed and that transformed and became what I do now, 90 second explainer videos. And I have a, a niche and I know you guys probably say niche, but I'm right here in middle Tennessee, brother. We say niche. And yeah. I have identified financial advisors and insurance agents and a whole host of what I call busy professionals, whether that's a mortgage broker, small business owner, anybody in an advisory role to help them create, or I, I create it, but I will take a 90 second story that focuses on their customer, not them, but their customer, and they can implement it uh, to gosh, well over a dozen different ways into their current marketing or even use it in whatever they plan on doing for their new marketing. Yeah. And you know, I, Again, I'm very happy to share your message here on Business Creators Radio today because 
I love that background story where you found that you kind of just got into the videos. I know this is an oversimplification because you put out a bid and somebody said, yes, I will pay you more money to do videos. Sure did. Yeah, and I love, and I love the idea of the video explainer concept. I got turned on to this, the idea of video as an education tool way early on, almost 20 years ago when I was in MBA school uh, pursuing a concentration in human resource management and I got involved in training and development because during that time I worked in a training and development department. I actually uh, at one point was helping to design curriculum and plan trainings and I also did some work for a separate training and development firm on my way to my own trajectory. But yeah. What I, this all happened around 2002, 2003, back when e-learning was really hot. Right. This is just at the point where uh, the ability to put stuff on the internet became available to pretty much everybody. Just like the way a year and a half ago, Spotify podcast suddenly became available to the masses. Think that and multiply it by 100. And that era was right around the time that pretty much anybody could start to get on the internet and do really exciting things. Sure. And that's when I first got excited about the idea of video as an educational tool. Fast forward about five years, and this is when I owned uh, the website surgeon development firm. And I had a client uh, who's actually still a client to this day, and he listens to these episodes. So uh, you, you know who you're talking about. How you doing? And uh, I was at a point where I was trying to explain a concept to him about I believe it was how to properly post something on a WordPress site so that it would show properly when shared on a social network. It's, you know, how you put in the feature image and you optimize the title and the description, you run it through the debugger and all that. And although it was called something different about 10 years ago, and I was, I just got fed up with repeated phone calls and I explained it over and over again. And then it's the same question over. So I had this software I'd recently bought called Camtasia. Whoa. I think you must have heard of it. Yes. That's what and, I used out of the gate. Yeah. And I thought, yeah, I have a crazy idea. I'm just going to show the guy how to do it. So, um, I, you know, I took a deep breath. I, 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 I calmed my frustration I curbed my enthusiasm, so to speak, and I just did a matter-of-fact video where I just took it step-by-step, step, starting with the actual login on the WordPress screen, going to posts, add new, how to drop in the posts, how to put in the image, how to optimize the, the meta tags, uh, how to tweak the content for digital literacy, how to make a sub-headline bigger, all the stuff, you know, the permalink, go on and on and on, and post it and actually see on the screen how it looked when it came live, how nice it looked, how clean it looked, and how efficient the process was. And then I sent the video to him. Now, normally this is the type of client who, uh, if he's uh, eager for something, he'll get back to you about two minutes after you send it. So there was silence. <laughs> silence. And then the next day I was uh, traveling to a conference. Uh, it was a road trip. And I got a call from him, and he said, dude, I just showed – that video you sent me to my girlfriend because I wanted her to see the greatest customer service that anybody has ever delivered. Wow. At that point, I knew I had something and I have lost track of how many thousands of hours of time, money, and frustration I have saved myself and clients by using explainer videos. Fan friggin' tastic, man. That's uh, out of the gate. I, I uh, cut my teeth doing e-learnings as well. Uh, also in training, but yeah, Camtasia 
a wide variety of those other tools that are out there where you can take somebody step by step is just a, a one of the many things you can do to really set yourself apart and to make customers happy. Yeah, well, that is very candid. I want to share a little bit of my story just so that people can see my passion for the topic and I can show some of the synergies and parallels with what you're about to share with us here. So uh, there's a number of different things we're going to discuss here today. I'll just take them in a certain order and we'll just bang through them. So first of all, and this, I know this is a broad question, so you'll have to bring it back down to earth for us a little bit, but how in the world do you decide what to put in a video? When I'm working with one of my clients, the idea is that they are in a highly commoditized industry in many cases. They, they look, walk, and talk, and sound like everyone else. So if, let's pick on financial advisors. A lot of them All are right. very good guys, uh, women. They want to help somebody gain financial independence, have money in retirement, create a legacy. Unfortunately, when you go to their website, it looks just like uh, a ton of jargon that has been copy and pasted from everybody else's website. Uh, stock images is just boring and doesn't speak to the customer. So what I try to work with my clients on is let's create a story-based video, an explainer video, where your customer is the center of attention. They are the hero. And what we want to do is take them from beginning to end, from who they are very specifically, the problems they face, what you're going to do, what the solution you're going to pro uh, provide them, and what's this amazing result they're going to have after having worked with you. So what I'll do for my customers is provide them a six-question form. That's the only effort they have to put in. And from there, I'll pick up the ball and run with it and create a script and create a video. So when you're trying to decide what needs to be in the video? Well, first and foremost, what are the results you're trying to get? And most of, most of the people I work with, the, the results they want is to close more leads. In order to do right. that, you need to be very customer centric, be very simple and tell a great story. And that is a very simple roadmap. And especially when it comes to the types of videos like you're describing, like you put on a website. And I'll just briefly touch on stock images. I, to this day, I catch people taking stuff off Google Images. I'm thinking, do you realize what you're opening yourself up to? You can't open a one, two, three RF account and pay $2 an image, knowing <laughs> that at least you have a right to use the damn thing. And right. once you have the image, um, if it's appropriate to do so, maybe do some shading, add some text to it, maybe reverse it or what have you, just so that you're not the 95th person to use that exact same image. You can even yep. accomplish that by cropping it a little bit. Uh, so many different things you can do to uh, to – with stock images, but that's not really this about. I just wanted to point out how that is uh, that can be done effectively, but so many people take the lazy way out. To Charles's point, to your point, Charles, these videos, simple, relatively short, focused on the end user, because with this instant media, social media, new media, attention spans are below the floor right now. And if you want people to actually watch that video, you got to grab them, you got to pull them in, you got to, you got to sit them down, you got to make it, you got to be tuned in to WIFM from the first second because the, I saw a statistic somewhere that people will decide whether to actually continue watching a video after playing the first two seconds of it. Man, I heard three, it got worse. All right, two seconds. Three seconds, uh, I don't know. It takes me it, 10 seconds to light hey, a cigar, so it's a dude. fraction. <laughs> dude, you're a million percent right. So 
looking at, you know, when you're trying to decide what to put in there, I mean, even the idea of what kind of video. So uh, you have a lot of folks and I've heard you talk about this before on LinkedIn, Facebook, where you just yeah. do this live streaming, flip the camera on and just start rambling. That's a good first step. And I, I am not anti talking head video whatsoever. It's right. a fantastic way to grow uh, your no like and trust factor. Unfortunately, so many people go into it with no plan whatsoever, ramble on incessantly. And after 10 minutes of ums, you knows, and likes, they really haven't come to a point. They've said something generic and they're on their way. So I, I decided to get into animated videos. People can do their own talking head videos. Uh -huh. And uh, later we can get into some tips and tricks to make those a lot better. But I like the animated videos. I'll even do some whiteboard ones because it's so much easier to take your potential client and, and tell a story around them of who they are and what they do and, and the solutions you provide versus just kind of, you know, rambling off into existence with no plan. Yeah. Uh, one thing that, uh, one thing point I want to make about the business creators radio show, I've been asked, why are the episodes up to an hour long? And I've been asked, why do they seem so conversational instead of straight question and answer? The gist of the business creators radio show is I want it to be something that a person can stream while they're going for a jog, while they're driving in their car and they have a bit of a trip to get where they're going, or while they're working and they want to stream something in the background. And I want it to feel like they're eavesdropping in on a one-to-one on -one mastermind conversation. I want it to be something that's entertaining, fun, so sometimes I'll throw in pattern interrupts or I'll abruptly raise my voice and say something really shocking or sometimes our guests do. Uh, the idea is it uh, creates pattern interrupts to keep you sort of leaning in. That's how I consume most of my podcasts that I follow is I'll stream them in the background while I'm doing work. Right. My wife, uh, yes. And once you get hooked into one, and I'm sure you have a lot of uh, uh, folks that are hooked into yours that you do it all the time. My wife has decided she's now a... Uh, I think a private investigator and has listened to all of the crime version ones that are out there. And she now knows, oh, those every, are dude, she knows everything about that. OJ. She knows more about the OJ case than OJ at this point. Well, OJ is right here in Las Vegas. So if you guys ever, uh, if you guys ever come out, uh, I know the cigar shop he hangs out at 24 seven. We'll go ask him. I bet mm -hmm. you 10 to one, your wife matches him point for point. Ha <laughs> ha. She would. That's, uh, yeah. I, we don't want to brag about her, but yes, it's true. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's it's funny. O.J. Simpson is kind of a kind of a macabre celebrity around here, and everybody knows the the place that he hangs out at uh, during the day where he has his cigars, and everybody knows where he goes to dinner every night. I'm not going to say the places on here, and everybody knows what golf course he goes to. He's Bless. pretty well known. He's pretty easy to find, and a lot of folks uh, approach him, and he's known to be very generous, uh, you know, very um, very polite, and letting people get their killer selfie with him. Whoa. Oh no! You need you need the sound effect guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I've seen that over and over again on Instagrams of people around here in Las Vegas. Killer they got selfie. their shot with OJ, and it says "killer photo." Wow. Oh man. So uh, so we're getting into stories now, and when you're creating a video, Charles, how do you create that perfect little story? So what I generally do is I steal the example from storybrand.com. It's a business in Nashville. It's actually close, uh, close to me here and they help you clarify your message. And the example they always use is that you want to create the star Wars story, the hero's journey, but you, you're not Luke Skywalker. You are helping the client who has an issue. 
right. the client gets to be Luke Skywalker in this case. And you think about him, uh, him needing to learn the, the Jedi way. Yeah, he needed some training. Well, that's where you get to come in after you identify who your potential customer is, which is very important. And I get a lot of people that get stuck right there because their customer to them, unfortunately could be anybody, you know, we sell hats. So anybody with a head, and unfortunately that's uh, that's a scattershot and a low way to grab customers. Unfortunately, if you don't know who you're targeting, you're, you're already uh, down, down and out from, getting to do much or anything. So we identify that customer. We identify the actual problem they have. And then from there, you get to come in. You're Yoda. You're the short green dude that talks funny with big ears. And you're going to train this customer. You're going to provide the solution. You're going to teach them the uh, Jedi way, so to speak. And then after they work with you, they get to blow up the Death Star and they have the happy ending. Or in their case, they get great financial advice or they have the policy they need or they get the mortgage they uh, have been looking for. And then they get to go back their happy life. So when I help a customer do that, like I've said earlier, I have a, a little six question form. And once they fill that out, I'll write out their script for them. Generally, I try to keep it at about 250 words. The purpose for that being it uh, converts to a 90 second video. Good metric. It's dude, anything. So if you get into something shorter than a minute, you can do it, but it's a little tough to get a full story or your message out there. Man, once you get above 90 seconds, you better be Oscar nominated worthy in order to hold someone's attention uh, for <laughs> any period of time after that. And, the, and people do, they, they'll create a two minute or a three minute video, but usually by the time somebody is ready to view your three minute video, they, you've worked through your way up with them through a 60 second and a 90 second and you're engaging them and you're bringing them along into your world and, and telling them a longer story that is more detailed, but about 90 seconds, uh, it works for the folks that I've been uh, dealing with and you know, that 250 word script, uh, that story is, is what really resonates with a customer. Yeah. And you know, I, I, I love that you gave that very specific metric. 250 words comes out to about 90 seconds. I mean, cause I have studies, like if you want to write your book by doing interviews and getting them transcribed, I can tell you about how many hours of interview you need to do based on how big of a book you want. Okay. Uh, I mean, uh, so there's, so this stuff has been measured. And even though there are variances in how fast people speak, the numbers tend to hold up. And I think that 250 words is, is that I think, off the top of my head, I'm a little foggy here today, but I think that's about two or three decent paragraphs of written text. The cool thing is, is that everybody has Microsoft Word or an equivalent that allows you to type stuff on it and then do a command that pulls up your word count. Even in Google Drive, which is pretty much all I use, and it's what I use with my clients because it's so easy to share. They have yeah. um, Docs in there, Google Docs. Correct, and I use that. Fantastic. But uh, yeah, control shift uh, C tells you exactly how many words you have, which uh, again comes in very handy. I use professional voiceover artists and they tend to charge by the word. So that makes it, you know, understandable for how you outsource that. And, you know, if I have a client that wants to do their own voiceover, great. Most of the time I encourage them to outsource it. But that 250 word mark is the uh, is about the magic number for me. Yeah. Uh, so since we're speaking about creating the story, let's just move right ahead to the next point here that I know you want to share with us is how do you, what goes into writing a video script that actually converts? Cause I, I mean, some people do it for fun, but I don't know too many people do it for their health. They're doing it to get leads and get clients. So what I'll do, uh, what I've done with, for you, I've 
sent you earlier, and I may need to resend it, a link uh, for your podcast listeners. And in there, they can, you know, see a 12-point checklist on exactly how to use a video or how the best ways to use it. But they'll also see a link to the different video packages available. And within there, you, right. I'll, they'll get access to this six-question form that I created. And while I would love to tell you it is absolutely revolutionary, it's pretty simple, yet it's very specific. So that's what I do when I'm talking to somebody about creating that high conversion script. You got a variety of videos you can do. You can do a testimonial video. You can do a how-to or educational video like you were speaking about earlier, but I always tend to go back to the story-based video. So the first two things we want to look at, questions one, two, and six are about your customer, which are the most important. So first and foremost, yeah. narrow down, who are you working with? And again, most folks think they work with everybody. So I generally tell people- No, you don't. No, dude. Even as a uh, counselor here at the Small Business Development Center, I tell them, let's take a look at your top 10 clients, or maybe not even the ones who bring you the most revenue, but the ones you like the most and you'd like to work with more of. Write down who they are, where they're located, what their background is, the male, female, what do they do for a living, all kinds of the common demographic and psychographic information. And then once you have those laid out, Let's start looking at the commonalities and they are there. People like to say, well, we work with a little of everybody and by a little of everybody, you know, they, they mean a 50 year old, uh, white, uh, uh, white collar men that work in the uh, banking industry, you know, yeah. That, you, you start narrowing down once you, you figure out who is that person, then what is their real issue? And it's not always, uh, they want to find the best product at the lowest price. That's everybody. But what problem do they have? Are they, confused, overwhelmed? Do they, uh, are, are they trying to do something for their family? Are they trying to take themselves to the next level at their job? Once you identify what that issue is, then you bring in these other questions about you. So who are you? And then why would somebody use you versus somebody else very specifically? And it does not need to be experience certifications or great customer service. Cause that's what everybody in every industry says. What you need to tell them is very specifically why you are unique. And if you don't know why you're unique, you may not, I, I've worked with folks to not create video. We got other issues. So you, you need to go out and figure out why you are unique. And then once you do that, uh, you can tell them a little bit about how you're going to help them step by step, point by point, and then finish this thing up with what are the results of working with you? What is the happy ending and then in any type of video, no matter what you do, you need to have a strong call to action. Yeah. And, you know, I think you raise a good point, too, here is determining who your audience actually is. Now, for our listeners know that I went through a period in my business trajectory where I didn't really know what I wanted to be when I grew up. And that's the reason I hear you. And that's part of the reason that uh, the business creators radio show is one of the longest continuously running entrepreneurial podcasts on the air today, because while I was trying to figure it out, I had to do something to you know, <laughs> get new clients, to do some marketing, to let people know that I'm still around. And the easiest way to do it was to do great conversations with folks like you. Uh, yeah. And, and what's, what's, what's awesome about that is it allowed me to actually also do some exploration to figure out what are some of the things that, you know, what are some of the topics that are really great? Here are some of the people I really love interviewing and what are the trends in the topics? I mean, all our episodes are great, but what are the ones that really stick in my mind that leave me at the end of the interview saying, wow, that was freaking fantastic. Yeah. So no, that's dude. one way of going about it because up until then, the only way I could really answer that question is to say, well, I can tell you who we don't work with. We don't work with 
political causes. We don't right. work with uh, the adult entertainment industry and we don't do realtors. Not because we have any problems, <laughs> not because we have any problems with those because politics is a real thing. Adult entertainment is a legitimate business and realtors are a huge industry, but it's just a simple fact that we weren't niched for any of those. And there are companies <laughs> out there that actually specialize in those niches or as you would say, niches. Right. And that we felt that those people, and we did have uh, realtors come to us, want to work with us. We had people, um, actually a couple of political candidates who wanted to work with us. And yes, I had a porn star who was interested. And oh, wow. I told them all, I told them all the same thing, which was quite simply, uh, there are companies out there that cater to you. They will get you better results. And that was also a lesson to me that I needed to start figuring it out. So I've identified two very specific avatars and I haven't really quite narrowed it down on industry so much, but where I've narrowed it down to is where they are in their business development. Because I found that there are two sweet spots in the evolution of a business where I can just win all day long and I love winning. So I designed my content around those two areas. That's why LinkedIn is so fantastic because you can really identify not just the industry, but you can, you can do the size of the business, uh, where they're located, how long they've been around a whole host of other, you know, filtered details. And that's, if you're B2B, if you're B2C, that's a different animal, but I, I right. do, of course I'm B2B and I love it. And it makes it so much easier once you identify, as you call it, the, the avatar of the individual that, that you're targeting, you, that's man. That's how you do it. You get out and you go find them. All right, Charles, you know, I caught it earlier. I saw what you were doing. You were teasing me. You were talking about doing animated videos. You're talking about doing whiteboard videos. And the natural question that comes up is how, so what programs have you found work well for you and how do we go about creating those animations and those in those uh, whiteboard videos? Sure. And, and then, then the follow-up question to that. So I'm going to make this a two part question is, is isn't that hard? Because I thought that when you drew animations, you had to draw like each slide or something. So I'm not Mr. Uh, I, I'm not the most creative man on planet earth. I'm actually okay. kind of caught somewhere in between. I am. Um, when I'm dealing with financial advisors, bankers, all those guys, I'm, I'm mixed in with them, but I'm the creative one. I'm not as good as they are with spreadsheets. But then if you throw me in with a bunch of hipsters, I'm the spreadsheet guy. So I'm, I'm somewhere right in the middle. Right. I had to find uh, uh, the most robust animated program where I could go in, plug and play, grab templates, characters, and then modify as I needed to, uh, that was out there. And that's, uh, and I'll tell your folks, it's beyond V Y O N D. Okay. It, you know, it's not the cheapest program, nor should it be. Uh, and there's a whole host of competitors out there, explain to and Paltoons and uh, video scribe. There's a wide variety. If you just go Google, uh, animation software or whiteboard software, it's out there. So the next question is, isn't it hard? That's a, you know, it's kind of, it depends question. Right. If you plan on making a lot of these and you want them to be high production, I'd outsource it just because it's not something you do on a regular basis. If it's something you plan on doing, uh, let's say a lot of, you're going to crank them out on the regular and you've got some creative folks in house that you don't necessarily have everything in the world for them to do. It may be something you decide to do on your own. I mean, like I said earlier, I've learned how to do it and I've gotten really good at it. Uh, but the idea is, first and foremost, you have the story, you have the audio, then you create uh, 
the animation or the whiteboard all around it. And, I, and again, I don't want to leave out your um, talking head folks. And as I say, talking head, it can be interview style or how to style. You had mentioned Camtasia earlier. That's what I cut my teeth on. And it's a right. great screencast recording software, but you can add in other uh, video footage to it. And uh, like we said, stock images or just text, anything like that. Uh, but the one I use is called beyond. There's a whole host of uh, other folks that are out there with it. But the idea is you start off with that script, you make it nice and tight, you make it about the customer. And then as you bring in everything else around it, you try to make sure you're telling a story from beginning to end. And it doesn't matter necessarily the tools you use as long as it looks, looks good and is engaging for the viewer. I've seen a lot of these where people go the DIY route, which I don't discourage, but they don't put a lot of time, effort, and energy into learning how to make all the bells and whistles function together. And it's very static. It's like listening to a, 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 a PowerPoint that somebody's put together with a few animations in it. Right. Yeah. And uh, I mean, even if you have PowerPoint with animations, and I've done videos like that uh, very successfully, as a matter of fact, there are still little things you can do with them to make them more engaging. I mean, we've seen those PowerPoint videos where it's literally one line of text on a white screen at a time. And those, and part of what makes those effective to this day is you think about the percentage of your video viewers who are going to be viewing it through a smartphone in a place where they cannot broadcast their sound and they forgot their headphones. That's right. And in many of those cases, I actually put a lot of text into my animated videos for that one reason. So as you're scrolling yeah. through Facebook, LinkedIn, or you see uh, the video come through your email, or you see it come through the Facebook messenger or LinkedIn inbox or 20 other places, you know, folks are uh, either they're in a meeting, they're in their office, hidden secret that most folks know, but don't talk about they're in the bathroom can't always be cranking out loud, uh, loud audio yeah. while, while you've got the uh, stall door shut. Yeah. I mean, you we've know, got a dude here that does that. It's, it's gross. <laughs> oh my goodness gracious. Uh, yeah. 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 You know, I've covered before and people have asked me, why is the business creators radio show audio only? And, uh, we get more interesting stories that way. For example, uh, we had the person who dialed in, they were in the middle of the rainforest in Columbia. So there wasn't going to be any good optic there and their Wi-Fi was kind of limited. So they had to not have video. Otherwise we weren't getting any sound. And we also had the guy who was sitting on top of an airport hangar in Tel Aviv and you hear the jets flying over while he's speaking to us. Those make interesting stories. Plus, uh, I don't have a soundproof room and I don't have a $900 million microphone set up with a 36 stream mixer board or anything like that. In fact, right now I'm speaking with you. I'm out on my balcony here in Las Vegas. I'm doing this through my laptop and my Logitech headset. And, uh, people say our sound is great. And, uh, Man. And, and your sound is great too because you, I can tell you have a good audio setup. The other yeah, I've, reason, got two, I've got two tin cans and a string. Exactly, exactly. The other thing is, is... I don't really feel like having to, because I know that when you do videos and you talk, do talking head videos, you have to mind your posture. You have to look, you have to be very cautious of where your eyes are so that it looks like you're looking into the camera consistently, but not like psycho stalker like. Right. Uh, and you have to make sure that the top part of your body isn't moving too much. And uh, you might, and if you have a good side, you have to angle yourself that way. And just holding yourself in place like that for uh, 30 minutes to an hour can be very painful. And I want to have fun with this. Well, that, uh, and, that, and that's even one of the reasons I moved toward animated videos for yeah. people. Because I realized they, 
they might be great. Let's say like you and I are discussing right now in a podcast, or they can make a presentation to a room full of people, but something about the red light on that camera turns them into Elmer Fudd. Bingo, bingo. I'm perfect on stage. I come alive on stage, but when it comes to actually web video, I mean, I do live streams once in a while where you see my talking head video and that's fine. And I usually do them standing up so, so that I can be more expressive with my hands. Because I've also known don't bring it right up to your face. Uh, move it back a bit and let people see some of you. So you even get to move around a little bit. You get to show Correct. some expression. And, it, uh, and it's also good if you're looking to get more public speaking engagements because uh, getting speaking engagements and getting a speaking reel seem to be an ox in the horse cart situation. I'm not even saying <laughs> that right. Uh, but one way around that, and we cover this in, in one of the publications of my podcast booking firm, In Demand Expert, is if you're doing video interviews, do them standing up, standing back a bit from the camera, and then meeting planners can see what kind of stage speaker you are. So you treat those interviews like you're speaking from stage in essence. It, uh, you're, you're right. It, that gives you an opportunity to where you can show, show off your skills without necessarily needing a full fledged thousand people uh, watching you. That's very true. And one final reason, one final reason why I like these audio only, uh, aside from what I alluded to is I can do them from anywhere because I want, I, I want location flexibility in my business and my life. I don't want to be chained to one place ever. So maybe, you know, so maybe uh, I decided today that instead of doing this from an office, maybe I go down to a cigar shop or a coffee shop or something, just someplace where it's quiet and I got a good connection. I can do it from there. And, uh, and along with not wanting to hold my posture for 30 to 60 minutes, uh, I might want to stand up and move around. So, I mean, I, I, I actually stood up and paced a little bit uh, during part of this interview because uh, I, you know, to capture the energy of it. And to bring it to the final point, the final point, and this is, um, this is what I think is really interesting, and it loops back to what you said, is when you have captions, like you mentioned you put captions and words in your, yep. in your, in your animations and such. <sighs> I'm not doing this right now. I'm just going to be very clear that I'm not doing this right now. But for all you know, I could be streaming videos while we're doing this interview. And people stream interviews, stream videos like that, while they're on conference calls all the freaking time. <laughs> and you don't want to lose that audience because that's right. an audience that's going to be there for a while and you have a pretty good chance of getting a full stream through on them. Sure. And even if you don't get a full stream through on them because they are in a place where they really can't move and they really can't disengage, they may watch enough of it where they decide, you know what, I actually, have to, I actually have to participate in this conference call now, so I can't pay attention to this, but I'm going to hit pause and set that tab over to the side, and as soon as this call's over, I'm going to go back and finish watching it. I do that all the time. Sure. Yeah, so just a couple reasons why working words in is pretty important. So uh, what are... We touched on this, but let's make sure that we bring it up as a concentrated point. Charles, what are the best ways to incorporate videos in your marketing for the best return on investment? So the low-hanging fruit you'll always hear folks speak about, obviously, social media yep. uh, and your website. Uh, but don't stop there. In fact, those are just kind of the getting started points. We're, we're beyond where we were, let's say, 10 or 15 years ago, where you could just simply create a video and uh, assume it would go viral because you were one of the very few folks doing it. And that's where I've had a, a disappointed client or two where I failed to tell them of the expectations up front. Just simply posting this to Facebook one time will not double your revenue. 
Uh, it's it, you need to really use use your video. And, I, and the analogy I always make is, uh, let's say it's like a fitness and uh, exercise. If you go out and buy one of these uh, expensive new Peloton bikes, uh, just simply uh, putting it in your living room and hopping on one day, watching a video that's uh, uh, attached to the bike is not going to make you fit and trim. You got to use it regularly. You couldn't yeah. just buy the thing and say, well, it, you know, I tried it last week, you know, look at me, I'm still 70 pounds overweight, so it must not work. Uh, you're not special in that way. You just have to use it. So first and foremost, I tell folks to still post it to YouTube. You can use Vimeo, uh, a host of other like Wistia programs, but YouTube still one of the top search uh, is one of the top search things on planet earth. That's where it should go. And not to mention you can link that to a lot of other places. So Facebook, of course, I, I like LinkedIn are also good ones, but one that is an oldie, uh, but a goodie that folks seem to ignore email, use it in your email signature, use it in your email follow-up, which is one of the most important ways you can utilize it because the clients I have are getting most of their, business through word of mouth and referrals. That's where right. the Holy grail is. That's where we all want to be. Just create cool content and everybody will come to me, which is, you know, does work, but you still have to put a little hustle in. And as you put the hustle in, when somebody is coming to you, they've come to you through a trusted friend or family member or whoever, but think about yourself, Adam. If somebody says, you've mentioned cigars a couple of times, Hey man, there's a new cigar shop around the corner, or there's two better yet, two new cigar shops around the corner. Before you go visit them, what do you what do you uh, do sometimes? Well, I, I, I can I can answer that one real quick actually. Um, number one, I can relate this back to the day I moved to Las Vegas. It was uh, the day I arrived in Las Vegas after traveling cross country and took the keys to my first townhouse, November eighth, two thousand thirteen. It was a Friday, so I got here the I got here the night of the seventh. And then the morning of the 8th, I went to the management company, I got the keys, and then I called the company that was storing all the stuff I shipped in advance, and I had them bring it over, I unpacked it, then I went to a local furniture store and placed an order for some furniture so that I wouldn't be sleeping on the air mattress more than a couple of nights, and I'd have a chair soon, and then around, uh, then I went to the grocery store and actually spent like $400, because you know, you got to do that to stock up the first time, and then after all that was done, and I was sitting in a folding chair, I picked up at Kmart, so at least I'd have somewhere to sit till my furniture arrived right i said all right i i i live in the 89128 which is Summerlin, and i pulled up my smartphone Boom. and i pulled up my chrome browser and i typed cigar shop 89128 that's it man so okay. the first that yeah. and that revealed one that was right down the street which actually very quickly became one of my regular hangouts going and along with that i checked its reviews and to answer the other part of the question, because I knew you are going with this, um, knowing people in the community, I'm always on the lookout for people saying, hey, have you checked out Helios? Have you checked out Enfuego? Have you checked out the Davidoff? Uh, right. Which are three other shops here in the Las Vegas area. And that's how I came to know and like those places, because people recommended them to me or said, hey, I'm hanging out at, uh, I'm hanging out at this place called the Davidoff. You want to stop by? That's exactly what I'm talking about. They said you should go to... You should go check out this financial advisor, this insurance agent or whatever. P folks don't pick up the phone and immediately call. They go online to check you out. So I always say you need an explainer video dead center of your page. No matter the format, of course, I'm very, uh, I lean heavily toward the animated versions, but that way they can see the immediate story that you already know about them. It's totally different than going to a 
website and it just has a bunch of like we discussed earlier jargon and stuff about me i me and not you the the customer and also when they do finally make that initial contact it's great when you do the follow-up which most folks fail to do unfortunately but if you follow up don't just send uh three paragraphs of cut and paste text that doesn't mean much to anyone or again yep. that's all about you send them a video man send them a still image with a link to your video that auto plays as soon as they click it yep. so they'll know Hey, this person works with people like me with the problems I have, and they have the solution I didn't even know existed. This is fan friggin' tastic. So that's when you're when we're going back and talking about what are the best ways to incorporate it. That's that's plain and simple right there. Right. Like I mentioned you can still use it in your email marketing, use it in presentations. The hidden way that I don't see enough folks using, which you know I guess is great for me because I use the uh, heck out of it, uh, is you know the inbox inside LinkedIn, or if you're a Facebook user. Uh, the messenger app. Both. I use both. Man, it's that there's no easier way uh, because those are becoming more and more active. Uh, and, you know, the more active they get, the actual better opportunity you have because, unfortunately, most people are just slamming out immediate quotes and, or, you know, uh, beg, begging for referrals or get, let's, hey, let's have a 15 minute virtual coffee so we can discuss your financial goals or life challenges. Uh, because you know, we're tight all of a sudden don't yeah. do that. Send them a, send them a cool, uh, quick video. And if like, I'll, that's the reason I like these explainer videos cause they're evergreen. You can use them no matter when, how, or what slide that puppy right on in there. And it, it gives you something to stand out and be remembered with. Yeah. Um, we have about 15 minutes left here. Uh, and I do want to spend a few minutes on, and these are some of the questions that we got from folks who heard you're going to be on business creators radio and wanted to make Whoa. sure I got in is can you hear me yeah no i'm excited i didn't know i okay. get my own set of listener questions that's fantastic okay I, I thought you said hello okay i just want to make sure uh so here's a little bit about live streams actually and we've made allusions a couple times the idea that sometimes people just turn their camera on and start rambling and they think that's a strategy you made the point and i agree with it that if you're just getting started and you need to cut your teeth and you need to gain a comfort level that may not be a bad way to go because you'll learn through the process, what is effective, and you'll gain the confidence to discover that, yes, live stream video can be very engaging. Yes, people are incredibly, air quotes, forgiving, because what they actually appreciate is they get to see you as a human being like them. And the third is that it is so easy to do. You don't have to have, uh, all you really need is a great, uh, a good internet connection and uh, or a really good data plan on your smartphone and you can be live streaming in 30 seconds. So that being said, that being said, uh, there are some general questions about live streaming, which is how do you structure a live stream so that it gets you more benefits? How long should it be? Should you launch in by saying your name or should you launch in with a provocative question? So just in general, to make a really great live stream and build a practice and a template for your live streams, what are some of the things you want to keep in mind? Ooh. Well, unfortunately, I'm not a big live streamer. That's why I always gravitate toward the animated or whiteboard videos. In okay. fact, I don't, I don't know that I've ever done a live stream, but I can tell you uh, as a viewer or as a, a video content creator, it's a pretty simple concept. Have an actual plan when you go in there, just like you were if you're going to present uh, at a conference in front of uh, 10 people or 1,000. Have the concept of taking this potential viewer from point A to point B and all the points in between. 
yeah. fill it with stories too. Just don't go in there with facts and figures, fill it with examples and case studies. And once I did this and it turned into this, and if you're doing a live stream, feel free to actually bring in, I wouldn't say props, but, uh, I, I think you had mentioned this earlier, write down a few things and show it to them as you're, as you're speaking to them, Yeah, have, have something in hand that, makes sense be able to add more to the uh, video than just you talking and rambling for 10 minutes yeah in fact in fact when i do live streams uh i will usually have a printed out uh outline of what i want to cover and i have a formula that i use which is uh you know obviously you have a title or a topic then you want to state the main point that you want to get across then you have your bullet points for your supporting information. Then you repeat the key message and you go to your call to action. That's a basic way to do it. Um, I found that works fairly well for me. And I've also found that people appreciate sometimes when I go on a live stream and I'll say, hey, we've got a few things we're going to cover here today. And I actually hold up my piece of paper so you can see there's a plan. Right. So they get a sense that they're continuing to watch this means that there could be a fear of missing out if they leave now. Man, I got you. Uh, and there's just a wide variety of different things you can do with video. Just making sure that you've got a plan is the biggest key. Yeah, I think that's pretty important. And here's another question that came up. Uh, when we uh, do certain types of videos, one example could be you take your you take your audio podcast and you put it on a Camtasia line, and then you put a PowerPoint slide on the other line that uh, creates a graphic so you can post it to YouTube and Facebook videos so you can do premieres and things like that and watch parties, which is a very effective way to, to uh, spread the message and gain algorithmic power. Mm -hmm. uh, that um, that when, you're, you know, you, when you're doing those types of videos or you're taking your live stream, you're turning it into a YouTube video, that a great way to brand it and also to capture attention is to put bumpers on the beginning and end and Correct. here's one of the debates should those be long or short they should be good that's all, all you right. need to, dude, that's all that needs to matter i've seen uh fantastic ones only last a second or two that were better than the video i watched that's almost like clickbait and then vice versa i've seen some that are God bless. They seem like a minute long and it's hell on earth to get through. And there's great content in between, but I, I can't get to it. Cause I, I, you know, I got to fast forward through your bad yeah. buffer you created. So for a, a lot of the clients I have, I don't do uh, for their explainer videos. They're rarely, I tell you what, I don't do bumpers. I just jump straight into the first three seconds. Cause as you stated earlier, that's the most important thing. If you can't yeah. capture their attention, Within that two to three second span, they're like goldfish, dude. They're off to the next shiny object. So I'm yeah. not a big bumper guy, although I am a big last scene bumper call to action, something mm -hmm. really specific. Call us today at this number to get this result. Yeah. Uh, here's a couple things I found. I want to run these by you. Again, Business Creators Radio is like our listeners, you know, those of you who are listening, uh, getting a fly on the wall perspective of a one-on-one -on -one mastermind here's a couple things i found effective that i've seen people do one of which is you use that first 10 to 15 seconds and you come on the camera and you ask a provocative question you make a statement you do your attention getting in the first 10 to 15 seconds then you have your brief bumper introduce the show if it's a serial yep, yep, then you exactly get into your right. content that's a that's another great way to to do a, it a and, lot of the podcasts i listen to just that they'll take out the the top line or top thing yeah. that was freaking hilarious they'll do it and then they'll get into the intro 
Yeah. And, uh, and another thing I've discovered is let's say you do a live stream or you do a Zoom recording or a go-to webinar recording and uh, you want to you wanna download that and turn that into uh, a YouTube video or an evergreen video and, uh, and you know, the quality is eh. Right. A great way to mitigate the eh factor is to have a really strong intro bumper. So that people see that there is a quality of production behind it, sure. and so when they see that that first few seconds, you know, you, you, you have you have a good royalty-free audio track on the background that's um, that's properly tuned for the audience because there's you know there's a science behind that as well, and you have a and it's either an opening animation or an opening slideshow or something like that, usually about ten to fifteen seconds, and they see that, and then it transitions into your so-so eh, recording. Sure. They're still riding the high right. from the chemicals that were released within their brain by seeing that high quality intro. Dude, I, I agree with you. Uh, another solution to that is make sure you don't, you're not putting out a, a low quality video, but that's, yeah. not, you know, sometimes you just got to crank out and get out there what you can. And, some, uh, and sometimes, and sometimes what I've seen happen is uh, it's really great content and it's something because it was an interview or something, they only had a chance to create once and they discovered after the fact that it didn't quite live up to expectations. But, you know, sometimes those situations, uh, there's really no post-production you can do with it. You just got to run. That's right. You got to rock and roll and work with what you got. It's what Seth Godin calls the ship factor. We got to go ahead and ship the thing. We can't just keep working on it forever. Yeah, that's very true. So, uh, so we're basically at the top of the hour here. And uh, Charles, you know, you uh, you mentioned you had a little something for our listeners yep. here, and uh, I wanted to turn the stage over to you for a moment. Uh, for those who have been with us the whole time, or even those who have tuned in late, getting caught up, those who subscribe to us through a syndication network and are catching it on the on the stream now, and uh, make it worth their while and show them they're leaning in. They want to take this a step further. They want to incorporate videos in their marketing and get that ROI. What do you got? Uh, I tell you what I've got and I'll send it to you and you can put it in the show notes, but if you'll go to your Charles Alexander forward slash podcast listener, you can see a 12 point checklist I created for you to be able to know how to take whatever video you have and the best ways to implement it. And I also gave your listeners a discount off the video packages I create. I have a single and a three video package, three or more video package that if they're interested in all and they would rather outsource to somebody else that uh, does this on a regular basis so they can work on growing their business and doing the things they love. I'm, I'm, I'm right there for them. And you know, if they have any questions, I'm easy to access and find on uh, LinkedIn as well. And I'd be happy yep. to, you know, just be helpful. Yeah. Um, I'm on that page right now. Your Charles Alexander.com forward slash podcast listener. That's correct. Audience write that down. Re rewind 10 seconds, catch that again. Uh, you know, and sometimes in videos, you actually have to give commands and tell people what to do. See, I'm actually being candid about it. There you go. So I, I told, I told you, know, you, the listeners, I said, if you missed it when I said it the first time, rewind 30 seconds, catch it again. Sometimes you just got to tell people that. And if they were you know, trying to type in your charlesalexander.com forward slash podcast listener and it went too fast for their fingers, I just showed, I just ease the burden on them by showing them how they could still do it. Look at you. And yeah, when I went and when I went to that page, 
uh, yeah, you see the you see the uh, you, know, you see the freebie, uh, which is the uh, video marketing made simple checklist. Uh, you can see some of the opportunities that Charles has created for you. And if you want to chat with him one on one, uh, he's got 15 minutes for you. It looks like as well. So check up on that if you want. Pretty smart stuff, man. Well, you created it, so uh, I guess you're just uh, guess I'm you're just so. speaking facts. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so. So Charles Alexander of yourcharlesalexander.com forward slash podcast guest, podcast listener. Uh, thank you so much for being with us today. It's been an honor and an education. Adam, I appreciate it. Have a good day. Stay cool. All right. For everybody listening, we trust you enjoyed today's episode, the Business Creators Radio Show. Check out our previous and upcoming episodes on our website at www.businesscreatorsradioshow.com. While you're there, be sure to subscribe via your favorite network so you get fresh episodes delivered straight to you. Until next time, have a great day. Take care.